Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Really, really excited about the show today for those of you out there that are wondering why. I mean, you just heard us have a conversation, right? You just heard us have a conversation about one aspect of healing that we now know, we now know in time is really catching on. But, but what got us to even look at it? Was it science? Was it intuition? Was it common sense? Was it, was it, was it? I'm going to tell you what I think it is, but I'm not going to do that because I got like a super guest for y'all right here now. Because joining me today, I got the most amazing Wendy, right? Wendy Coulter joining me here today. The book, thank you, Wendy, The Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. Now, why am I excited about this, right? Well, of course, our buddy, Dr. Larry, writes great testimonial. Everybody's writing it. What is it that she's doing? Here's what I want to tell you. When you tune in to Mary Jane Mack's show, let's just say, or you tune in to Dr. Darvish, just say it, or you tune in to the many, many hosts we have that somehow let me say it differently, not, not like Wendy would, tap into something. What have they learned? What is it that is not being shared that Wendy is sharing in her fabulous hit book, The Essentials of Medical Intuition? Because I'll tell you, this is the key. And when you sit down and you look at what people have wrote, right? When you hear people say, Wendy is an extraordinary guy, why? Because she does what we do as a network. She's transferring knowledge. She's talking about understanding and appreciating the potential of medical intuition as ancient as people that have walked. It is a new frontier in healthcare, but it is not new to humanity. Today, we're going to take you on this journey because her passion goes beyond chit-chatting about it. She wants to teach you about it. And, you know, it's interesting what Bernie Siegel says in the book, Dr. Bernie says in the book, he says, we need to integrate medicine so people are not a diagnosis or a body part, body part but are a story which needs to be heard and responded to. We need to include mind, dreams, intuition, mysticism with the body of medical. And then he goes on, to, he says, Coulter, that's Wendy. Coulter's book, Essentials of Medical Intuition, brings this expanded vision of healthcare to the forefront. Hallelujah. Wendy, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. 
Oh, it's, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that introduction. You know, usually I end up having to explain and I'm happy to <laughs> all about it, but you really get it. And I, I really appreciate that. I got to tell you, it saved my life. That's where I get it. Um, and uh, I, I must say it took a while to really peel the onion back because one of the things I've learned about medical intuition, I would love for you to jump in here with this question, is that there are challenges that practitioners face in this world. Why? My take on it, and then I want to hear from you. And I want to hear from you, your challenge is to even bring in this thing to the forefront. <laughs> the challenge is we are instant gratification people right now. If I cannot take a pill and get rid of my whole body illness or whatever. If I can't just take one pill, you got to give me the pill because I'm busy. Then I'm not interested, but that's not healing. That's not healing. That's, that's the ability to temporarily dismiss a symptom that may or may not be related to what's going on. So I want to ask you in this field of medical intuition that people are so excited about, how would you describe some of the challenges practitioners face with this, Wendy? Oh, there's, there are many. Um, and it's an interesting kind of challenge. Uh, I've been a medical intuitive for about 20 years, a little over 20 years. And I've worked with doctors quite closely in that time. Uh, and many medical intuitives do, and are very much under the radar. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that that's now starting to become more uh, openly spoken about, which is wonderful. Some of the challenges that uh, healthcare practitioners face right now is the whole idea of burnout. Uh, it's, it's rampant, and uh, the, the numbers are rather staggering. Um, medical intuition has a role to play in the resilience factor of healthcare practitioners, and that's not the main topic, but you, you asked that a very important question, yeah. or what are some of the challenges? Some of the other challenges that we see uh, in healthcare are, is the idea of medical error. Medical error uh, before COVID uh, was the third leading cause of death in the U.S., and that's a pretty enormous number. Gigantic. Gigantic. It's now number four. COVID is number three, and that will change over time, I'm sure. But what does that mean, medical error? It means a number of things. It means misdiagnosis. It means missed diagnoses. It means overtreatment. It means undertreatment. It means a lot of pitfalls for any healthcare practitioner, no matter whether they're allopathic or complementary alternative, uh, because of the bias that um, the educational system brings. And, and that's, a, that's a loaded word. <laughs> I like uh, it, though. Yeah, what it means is, is that healthcare practitioners very correctly are learned to uh, train to look through a single lens. And that single lens is very useful and powerful. However, medical intuition is the absence of that lens. In other words, uh, the way I practice and teach is to not have any bias at all so that I can have a conversation with the body and the biofield and learn from the body and the biofield what it is asking for rather than coming to mm -hmm. it with my own set of, of you know, knowledge base or whatever that is, right? And medical intuitives have been doing this for centuries. <laughs> uh, many of them are not medical professionals. I am not. Um, and many of them, like me, simply have an intuitive uh, dialogue with the body and the biofield asking what 
what is what is real what is apparent and from that what my clients do is they take that information to their primary care doctors and their primary care doctors then have a lot more information to work with and that's where medical intuition yeah. really can step up yeah i got to tell you um i love that you started the book out i just want to say for those of you that are just tuning in i want you to know and we will take your questions throughout the show today for wendy uh wendy coulter 1-800-930-2819 the book is the essentials of medical intuition it's a visionary path to wellness and what i want to say about it is it is a path and we're going to talk about this today because when you look at how the book starts and what other people have to say, you wonder, how is somebody going to write about this and start the book? Well, I was very happy because Wendy starts the book, not with the conversation about what is medical intuition, thank you, but she just gets us saying, hello, what is intuition? And I want to start there. Because we believe in intuition. We believe in intuition. How do we know it? My middle name was Lucky for 20 years. Until I, it, it started to wear me down because I started to get asked to go to racetracks and pick out the winning horses. Like that was it. Where are we going to go tonight? Oh, we're going to go to Yonkers. I don't want to go to Yonkers. Oh yeah, we have to go to Yonkers and we got Tommy, Dick, Joe and, and, and Mary coming, but you have to be there because you're going to pick the horses. Now, I ultimately decided even if I picked the horse, I wasn't going to tell them because I couldn't get out of that. But you start the book with intuition, which has become more widely accepted now. Good idea, Wendy Coulter. Well, you know, it is more widely accepted. And the more studies that are done on how people think about intuition, the more data there is on how much intuition is a part of our lives. So I wanted to frame the book that way. So people, no matter where they came in with their ideas of intuition, could start to relate to it. Because we all can, we all can. Uh, and in that, uh, I wanted to set the framework. What's really interesting about the healthcare world is that those practitioners who are actively using their intuition, whether or not they talk about it, are the ones that everybody refers, right? The, your naturopathic doctor, your uh, internist, your specialist, they're special <laughs> because they're using something other than that bias. They're using something yeah. broader. Well, what is that? Yeah. Physician intuition is actually a nurse intuition has been studied. I was really thrilled to find those studies. Tell us about it. Let's yes. share this a little bit because you don't hold back here. And that's what I love about this. <laughs> you don't hold back. And yet I know, I know that coming out in this way has its own challenges, right? Well, certainly, you know, the medical world rightly is very suspicious and cautious about these sorts of things and they should be uh, we want to have vetted um, you know evidence-based um, information for anything having to do with healthcare. so one of the things i have to start with is that medical intuitives do not diagnose 
Uh, we don't diagnose, we don't prognose, we don't prescribe. Our job is to have that conversation, to see what's there, to see what's apparent and evident. Yeah. And the idea is that the patient or the client works with their licensed healthcare provider. And that's a bottom ethical, that is an ethical bottom line, put it that way. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I shared a story with you, and I think Dr. Darvish will be, uh, Dr. Darvish is going to be doing some radio shows with me again on Fridays. Um, the woman saved my life. But it started with, may I, the angel lady. <laughs> now, this is a short, it's a long story, I'm going to make it short. The angel lady was one of the first people that was on my show in 2003. 20 years we've been doing this, right? I love every minute. Nothing has changed for me. Not a single thing in this arena has changed for me. I love it. I'm learning so much. I've read your book. I loved it. Here's what I know. Angel lady says, the angels want me to tell you that I think your thyroid's off. This is like when April 1st of 04, my body stopped working. The 31st of March, it was working. April 1st, everything stopped. My legs blew up. It was crazy. She says, I think you got T3. I think you got thyroid. T3. Go Google T3 people. Two people came up at the time in 2004, Dr. Darvish and another person. I picked Dr. Darvish. And this is a person that saved my life because we were on territory that was new wasn't a lot of information but medical intuition is a skill and i want to make sure we drive that point home me listening to the angel lady not so much a skill but maybe intuition but can we talk about the skill we're referencing yes. here Absolutely. And I'm really glad you wanted to highlight this because the misunderstanding about medical intuition is that it's only for the gifted, right? It's only for the people who've had, have special talents. Well, we all have these talents, right? Uh, so when I set out to teach this skill, because I saw the value that it brought to both my clients and the doctors who I worked with, uh, the, the value was really quite exponential. I decided that I needed to teach it in a way that people could understand it as a skill and work with it as a skill. And so I developed my programs out of that concept. And I'm very pleased to say that we've had you know, great success. Uh, the people that have come through my program have 94 to 98% accurate accuracy rates. Uh, we were able to test to see how accurate they were with their, uh, their sessions. And that information is brand new. We haven't seen that before. You know, as we go through the book, you take us on a journey, but it's so informative and it's so rich, right? Um, first of all, I love the caveats because people are going to want to know this. You know, this is not the encyclopedia of how to. It's not like buying Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia of every exercise he ever did, how to do it, when to do it, when not to do it, what weight to use and what weight not to use, right? That's that big fat book that people still buy in today. But this is, the, in your words, the best way to learn and master the skill. Yes. Tell I, us about this format, please. Sure, sure. I knew I did not want to write a how-to book for a number of reasons. Number one, I believe that this skill is best learned with um, 
someone who can teach it. <laughs> uh, and that's really why I put my program together. When I realized that I was doing medical intuition, I actually didn't have a name for it years and years ago. And I looked around for places to study. I couldn't find one. And I thought, you know, I'm going to hone this skill and I'm going to, I'm going to teach it one day. And, I, and now I do. Um, I, I knew that I didn't want to write the book the way I've read books about this. And Carolyn Mace's Anatomy of the Spirit is one of the best books on the subject. Yes, it is. It blew everybody out of the water, right? Edgar Casey's work prior to that also very, very powerful. Oh, my God. Very powerful. Oh, but my what God. I, what I noticed in the books is that, and, and in other books subsequently, which are wonder, there's wonderful work out there, is that most people were talking about their own perspectives as a medical intuitive, which is very valuable. But I wanted to dig into the history. Where did yeah. this thing come from? Yeah. What do we know about it? What about the research? Uh, and because I conducted my own research, I was curious to know what other research was there. Yeah. And so all of this and, you know, the different aspects of what we look at, we look at the physical body, we look at the emotional body, the spiritual body, what does all that mean? So I wanted to write a book that both the public and the healthcare world could understand as valuable to our own personal healthcare, and the work that we do with our clients and our and, and patients. Yeah. You know, I also want to say something to clarify for people, because this is where we have a confusing line. And the line is confusing because we're throwing around the word energy a lot. Like, you know, Dr. Oz mentions it once and all of a sudden it became a thing. No, no. But we're not talking about that. I just want to be clear. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Wendy, you're going to explain, explain what we are talking about. But a lot of times when we hear medical intuition, we want to lump it into healing touch or Reiki or I don't even, I'm going a blank now on all the other things, but right. let, let's talk about why it doesn't get defined in that realm. Yes. If you could. Absolutely. And this is another distinction that I wanted to make in the book is that medical intuition is not an energy healing modality per se, uh, like Reiki, like healing touch, pranic healing, and dozens, hundreds, perhaps of others. It is a foundational skill that can be used with any healthcare practice from the energy side to allopathic medicine to everything in between. Uh, that's the way I look at it. It is, a, it is, it builds a foundation for mm. any healing work uh, that anybody has. Uh, and that makes it quite special. It makes it a very unique skill set. Yeah. My, I got two knees replaced and the doctor had indicated, he said to me, which is your worst knee? And I said, okay, worse by what? Deterioration? And he says, yes. I said, the left. I said, but, and then he marks it down. And then I came back and I said, you know what? I don't want to do that one first. I said, on paper, I know what you're saying, but I don't want to do that one first. I want to do the right one first. And, he, and, and this went back and forth until finally he called me and he said, tell me more about that. I said, let me just tell you, you want a common sense answer. Here's the common sense answer. Why would you do the worst one first? And then the second one, and then I have to rely on the worst one to carry the second one. I said, but honestly, it's my intuition. You can make up whatever doctor story you want. It's okay. But I'm telling you, change the records. I want to do the right one right? That's great. Best decision I ever made. Yeah. And afterwards, he's like, 
Oh yeah. Okay. That was right. <laughs> and, you taught he, him. <laughs> and he says what he said. He said something like, you know, when you, he said next time around, why don't you become a doctor? I said, no, no, that's too hard. I just want to use my intuition. And he smiled, but you see, we have to have these understanding. Yeah. Let's talk a minute about the fact that you so beautifully included the history. I was like, thank you, Wendy, <laughs> because so often these books don't give us a backdrop. Why was this important? And what are some of the things that you discovered along the way to writing this where you said, what? <laughs> well, the, the history really, really took me by surprise. Because when we think of medical intuition in the U.S., we really don't go much farther back than Edgar Cayce, who was quite famous uh, for this skill. But it does. It goes all the way back to Europe and parts, other parts of uh, the world uh, into the late 1700s and the all the way through the mid 1800s into the late 1800s, actually about 100 years, almost 100 years of practice of medical intuition, not called it by that name. Uh, where this began in recorded history, of course, it goes much further back than that. Uh, but in recorded history, where this began was with the work of Dr. Franz Mesmer, who was a German, uh, I think he was a physician, uh, but what he dis he discovered was that he could hypnotize people, which at the time was called mesmerism by his name, uh, and help them uh, <laughs> with different healing processes that he had devised himself. Very much what we would call the basis of many energy healing, contemporary energy healing techniques. He used energy. He moved it with his hands. He did a whole bunch of things, when of course, was very controversial at the time. One of the things that his uh, students noticed as they worked with his techniques is that when they mesmerized, so to speak, one of their patients, they found that some of the patients could accurately diagnose their own health issues and also remedies. And that was, you know, just sort of an offshoot of this interesting skill that was recorded all over uh, Europe and also into, uh, you know, Russia and mm -hmm. those areas. And uh, it was quite, again, it was quite controversial. How is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that it became a craze, you know, people were really interested in this, the public just thought it was the greatest thing. And you can imagine the, uh, the uh, remedies at the time, you know, mercury and whatever crazy things they were doing. These, what they call them were somnambulists, meaning that trance state kind of a uh, practitioner, <laughs> were able to see into the body, uh, get, you know, the right issue, uh, bring it to the attention of the person who consulted them, and get the remedies that could help. And that is what we see over and over with medical intuition. Yeah, and that was the first recorded. Uh, there's some wonderful books out there on this history that I, there are noted in the footnotes, but yes, it's just fascinating, the history of it. Now, when the late 1800s through 1900s came around, this concept of energy, which was called vitalism at the time, uh, was very controversial. Is, is the body full of this unseen energy, prana, we call it chi in you know, Chinese tradition? Or is it this mechanistic, materialistic, you know, cause and effect kind of mechanism? Is that what we're made of? And that mechanistic idea took over, sadly. <laughs> and really, 
it really was only revived in medicine uh, fairly recently. I would say, you know, from pretty much the 60s, really, you know, the late 50s, uh, when people started coming back to this concept. So, you know, it's been a really interesting history to look at. It is. It was so much so. I can't remember, but I think you quote one of the books uh, that I tried to use as a basis for including intuition in my research. And I didn't get buy-in from the committee, but my committee chair allowed me some leverage in the qualitative part, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I but I did slip a little, I created a spirituality little questionnaire and I did slip it in there. But Fantastic. it was, I think it was Leskowitz. I can't remember if it was Leskowitz or Sir John, but I think you referenced both of them. Yes. And I find that when you start to read some of this and you start to read the words that they use, we understand even then how important it was. But are we ready? Are we starting to see schools now that teach medicine becoming more open, Wendy? What are your thoughts on that? Well, (laughs) the good and bad news, right? (laughs) Uh, The good news is that the field of integrative medicine and functional medicine, these are new words, you know, in the lexicon, uh, meaning that conventional Western medicine trained doctors are interested in quote, complementary alternative uh, practices, meaning, you know, energy healing, acupuncture, even chiropractic, things that are not taught in medical school, typically, right? So we're seeing that, um, you know, and let me back up and say, this is public driven. This is driven by the public because the public says, the people say, hey, I went to yoga class. I'm doing meditation now. My blood pressure is down, (laughs) right? Things are healing in my body because I saw a Reiki healer, you know? So they're they're telling their doctors and and luckily uh, the medical world is paying attention. Uh, And this is very exciting time because of that. I've been very, very blessed to speak at some of the top integrative um, medicine uh, schools in in the country, including university departments, uh, you know, at medical schools, at universities. So something is happening. Something is changing. People want to know. And that is very exciting to me because my goal is to be able to bring this into medical schools. Yeah. You know, I've taught at Andrew Weil Center to fourth year medical students and residents. Their eyes light up. They, yeah. they get this. They understand that something there's something more than just the mechanistic uh, properties of the body. So what is that? Absolutely. I will tell you this. So I'm so glad we're having this. I'm so glad you really included everything like this in the book. I will say this, you know, my own battle, I somehow got my very conventional specialist to do some experiments with both Dr. Darvish and Mary Jane Mack. And he agreed to do them if I followed a protocol. The protocol was they would have to give their whatever they found, whether it was we found the parasite Ehrlichia or Ehrlichia or whatever people say, or we found the dot, 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 dot infection, right? Then I will have to go get the blood work. Mm -hmm. Then he would do an independent review. What he found was shocking. And it became a beautiful connection between three of the most unlikely people to ever connect openly. 
And we started to chip away at skepticism. When we come back, we're going to talk with Wendy Coulter about more than just intuition. How do we learn the skill? And does Sarah Main have this right? Because she is a Sanskrit expert. When she uses Sanskrit words, words like prana, when she uses a 5,000, this is her expertise, 5,000-year-old system to teach us the power of this. Did they get this right? Wendy, before we go to break, how do we get the book? How do we find out about you? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, you can go to any bookstore should have it, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. Also, you can go to my website, which is thepracticalpath.com, three words all together, thepracticalpath.com. There's lots of information about my programs and workshops and the book. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the essentials and why all of this is available for you to learn. And I thank you for including case studies in the book. I read some of these and I thought, oh, Claudia wasn't aware of the obvious reasons to her flare up. No kidding. Let's take a short break. When we come back, so much more, so much more with Wendy. We'll be right back, everybody. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara company. I've been using the Valara company equipment, the air machines, since 1992, and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew, and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Tune into The Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. There isn't a magic pill to creating your healthy lifestyle, yet it doesn't have to be hard or feel impossible. Health works from the inside out, connecting both your body and your mind. Georgette LePage lives and breathes what she teaches, so allow her to be living proof of what can work for you. Connect with her now for a free 30-minute discovery session to see what results you are looking for and how she can help you get them. Visit GeorgetteLePage.com. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. 
Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist with Drina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and with Drina Layton show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's great to have all of you tune us and turn us on. Hey, if you've got a question for Wendy, give us a shout or go to Transformation Talk Radio and type in your question and we'll make sure we get it on air. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. You know, what we're talking about here, for those of you that just may be tuning in, you know, we're talking about Wendy, Wendy's Coulter's new book, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. And what I love about this book is Wendy's takes you on this journey. For me, that it included a lot of things that help not just learn the skill, but help you understand the questions better. Wendy, again, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, but also how to get the book? Thank you so much. So my website is thepracticalpath.com, three words all together, thepracticalpath.com. And you can find the book, information about the book on the website, along with workshops and programs that I teach. And you can find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or anywhere books are sold. Yeah. You not only practice medical intuition as a medical intuitive, but you teach it and see that's got to really be important because if they go to your website, they can look up the training, they can look up the classes and they could look up everything else because it is time for us to learn this now. Right. I I agree. Absolutely. I want to ask you this. Yes. There are changing times. Yes. We've talked about it, but there's also new research that's popping up and it's almost as if we've known about it, but in order for us to believe it, case studies are great. Anecdotal data is great. But as my research committee chair said to me, <laughs> what are your numbers? <laughs> it, that, it, that is the bottom line. And, you know, it's, um, it's, actually kind of unfortunate because it leaves out a lot of really wonderful uh, ancient and, you know, indigenous and you name it, Mm. alternative types of healing practices. But I do believe in research and I believe in it so much that when I couldn't find uh, enough data on medical intuition out there, there are, there have been many studies. Well, not many, you could probably count them on, you know, a hand and a half. Right. (laughs) Haven't been that many, uh, which surprised me given how long medical intuitives have been around. Um, When I realized that the data, most of it was inconclusive, I decided that it was, and most of it had been done 20 years ago and and later and earlier than that. I mean, there really has been this big gap. I decided that it was time to do as much of a study as I could. (laughs) And I uh, uh, collaborated with some colleagues uh, at the University of California, San Diego, and really got some input on how to put together at least a survey (laughs) to find out. So we did an exploratory uh, pilot study, essentially, on the efficacy and the accuracy of trained medical intuitives. And these were my students, my, my, the graduates of my program. We knew we had high anecdotal uh, success rate. That was, and, and most medical intuitives will tell you that as well. Uh, but we wanted to see if we could gather some data. And what we found, uh, the way we set it up was as blinded as we could uh, on 
this is an eyes closed process the way I practice it. So there's that blindedness, but also we don't do any kind of intake. Uh, we just do a, basically what's called a cold read. We just look at your energy. We tell you what we see, you know, and that's how we put it together. And we found uh, that the participants, we had 67 participants here and five of my uh, students. And we found that the participants rated the medical intuitives as 94% accurate in their evaluation and their identification of their primary health issue, right? Yeah. No information ahead of time. Uh, we found that um, they were 98% accurate. Uh, in their evaluation of life history. This is a big part of it. And this, to my mind, is what's very much missing in healthcare. This is the origin of issues. How does something manifest? So we want to look in the life history and see what led to the body's imbalance, right? And that's a big tenet of medical intuition that the body holds all this information. 98% accuracy right there. We also asked uh, the participants, how many had a known diagnosis, how many received an accurate diagnosis from their physician, and about half of them did. And of those, how consistent was the medical intuitive with that known diagnosis without knowing it ahead of time? And we got a 94% accuracy rate there. Now, that's a really significant number. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the doctors that come hear me speak say, well, we don't even get that high of a number. Right. right? So what is going on here? And uh, because of that, um, I'm very pleased to say that I'm uh, currently partnering with a, a U.S. research organization to take this further. We want to corroborate with medical records. We want to see how, you know, get even more data on this in an even more gold standard way so that the medical world can look at this and synthesize it, you know, yeah. understand it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this is what I love. I mean, part of this, too, and um um, as I was reading the book, there was a pivotal moment for you. Jean Houston calls them tipping points. Yes. And it was a tipping point. It was a moment where you looked at a situation and, and you referred to the, the person, Annie. Yes. Annie. And I thought about this because that really was one of those moments with your explanation of Annie and how you approached it. And then ultimately what happened to Annie. Wow. If that doesn't get you on the Wendy Coulter path, nothing will, right? It was a powerful experience. I'd been doing medical intuition for quite a while. This was fairly early in my career. Um, and working with doctors and working with my clients, I was an energy healing practitioner for a very long time. And, uh, one of the things that one of the people that came to me was this young woman, very vivacious, lovely young woman in her early 20s. She had been having kidney pain or pain in that part of her mid back uh, that was assumed to be kidney pain uh, for quite a while. And <clears throat> at the time, uh, there, the diagnostic tests that her doctors were giving her turned up nothing. Uh, they couldn't find any reason for her for this pain, uh, but she was clearly in pain. So they gave her uh, opioids to help manage pain, even though they didn't have an understanding of where it came from. And they gave her antidepressants because she was having trouble just coping with life. They called it psychosomatic, which is the big medical world word for, we don't know what it is. And maybe it's something you're creating in your mind. You know? <laughs> and it's an unfair word uh, in my world, because 
if someone is having a, a manifestation of pain or discomfort, something's going on. The body has something to tell you. So uh, in that session with her within, a, oh, I think maybe five minutes, what I saw was a very tiny shard, a crystallization that had moved out of her kidney and had gotten stuck in the ureter tube just um, just on the outside of the kidney and wasn't budging. It really was not moving. That was the source of the pain. And it was tiny, but she could definitely feel it. And actually, it was too small for the diagnostic uh, scanning they had at the time. That's why they felt it was inconclusive, right? They didn't see right. It. I could see it. And there it was. And so the conversation between uh, the medical intuitive and the, the, the client's body, that's what happens. So I'm dialoguing with the kidney thing. Well, what do you need? Can she drink three gallons of water? Can right. she, you know, what can happen? And the kidney very, very clearly said, uh, tell her to see a surgeon, go see a surgeon. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And I told her, I drew her a picture of where it was. I said, you know, it's really important that you find a surgeon that will listen to you and take the next steps. And I found out what happened for her a couple of years later. She had found a surgeon who was willing to listen, willing to do exploratory work. They found the issue. She had the surgery and she was out of pain. And that was brilliant. Now, what I also found was that she had become so addicted to the opioids by that time that she died of an overdose not long after. Right. And that blew everything out of the water for me. I was, I was of course, it's a tragic, tragic story. But think about it. What if her doctors had had a medical intuitive to consult with when the tests were inconclusive, when symptoms were atypical, all that stuff, would she be alive today? Right. I would think she would. And that, that was a pivotal understanding for me and a tragic story. Uh, the value that medical intuition can bring to the healthcare world and the need for it. And that's when I got the idea, you know, uh, you know, I, this needs to be brought into healthcare. This can't just be some side, you know, kind of wacky thing that people could do. This needs to be understood. And that's where I started developing my programs. And, you know, that's really just one thing. And I want to say this, I want to say this, Wendy, about, about what you do in the book, because then what you do is you really continued on and you take us on a pathway that not just explains to us the history of this, but then you talk about the skill of it. And it's a skill that people can learn. And see, I think that's one of the greatest breakthroughs messages in your book, because people have sort of gotten half of the information. And they think, if I'm not born with it, I'm not it. Or if I'm not fill in the blank, I can't do it. But that is not the story of some of these people that we're talking about. There's something they've learned. And, you know, that is really, to me, that's important. Now, Edgar, of course, right? Edgar Casey, I don't know that there's like anybody ever going to be <laughs> like him, but we start to now see, we hear about the people that have made it to a level that we hear about it, but those are not the only people. Like if I didn't mention, Met Dr. Darvish or, or Mary Jane Mack, you wouldn't have known. Yes. And, and yet we've got to get to the point where we're telling people you can learn this. Isn't that one of the main, how should I say it? The main 
cornerstones of why you wrote this book. There, yes, and that's a there's two messages in there, which yeah. I'll, I'll prize apart. At, at no, least two. <laughs> at least two, right? Number one is should this be in healthcare? What's the value to healthcare? Of course, my answer is of course yes, and here's why, which the book explains. The second part is can we use this for ourselves? The conversation between our minds and our bodies, uh, that really hasn't been delved into a lot. You know, there's some people uh, that talk about that, but how do you do that, right? So one of the things that I offer the public is a workshop in how to create that intuitive connection with our bodies, uh, just like you did with your knee. You had an intuitive connection where you thought, you know, you, you, you discerned intuitively that this was going to be the best path for you, regardless of what the doctor wanted you to do. That uh, that understanding your doctor was willing to listen to, and that's phenomenal. Um, but we need to have this because healthcare for many people can be like a rabbit hole. And if you have an issue that's not easily uh, dealt with, uh, then it can really be quite a you know a mill. And many many of medical intuitives and my colleagues, uh, we we work with people who've been through quote through the mill, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's this double-sided thing. We want the healthcare providers to be able to access and use this skill on behalf of their patients. And I also want people to be able to use it for themselves. I love it. I mean, part of the thing too, and again, for those of you just tuning in, talking with Wendy, Wendy Coulter, um, and Wendy, when people go to your site, they're going to go to your website and what they're going to find is a lot of information. And thank you for being so, you know, vigilant about this, you know, whether it's frequently asked questions. I mean, you really explain to people a number of things. Uh, and then somebody asked me a question. And what I want to say is go to go to the website. Uh, the pra the practicalpath.com. Is that right, Wendy? Yes, that's the correct. Okay. And when you go there, you're going to see that there are classes that are becoming available in the fall. There's a medical intuition class uh, for healing workshop in July. So you're going to be able to see a lot of the things that we're kind of talking about quickly here. Uh, when you go there, you'll be able to also look up services. You know, you can book a session with Wendy. There's a bunch of things you can do. So we're not just talking about somebody that writes a book. We're talking about somebody that writes a book about something she does. And that's the difference. Um, I, in the time we have left, I want to jump to a couple of things. Um, you tell us beautifully uh, and take us on a journey beauti beautifully. But when you had to sit down and write some of the skills to teach people, right? Um, you have to go through this carefully. And, you know, there's a reference in here to the AIDS epidemic in LA and Louise Hay. But you really take us through skill sets that pretty much people can learn and practice. Affirmations, right? Talking about visualizations. What right. is it that after you put this all together, was there a tool that you decided to bump up in your own mental priority Rolodex? That's a great question. So intuition has many uh, aspects and facets, and many intuitives feel 
That's clairsentient. They feel it in their body. Many intuitives hear. Many have that sense of knowing. Uh, the skill that I use is the visual skill of seeing so that I can actually see into the body, right? So I can look at it. It's very much like an MRI type of a picture. Yeah. Uh, and that is a learned skill. All of these, some people feel that they have them naturally, which is really wonderful, and empathy and, you know, all of that. It's beautiful. Uh, and what I teach is the visual skill. And uh, we can actually practice it because what do we call that? We call that visualization. We call it using your mind's eye. So that the skills that are in the book and the tools and the, the practice that's in the book, I hope people really enjoy because it, for many, it will be a first step in learning how to cultivate and develop those intuitive skills. Uh, so there's a lot in the book and there's a lot on the website. On the website, there's an audio series, which is free, guided meditations uh, called Energy Essentials, learning how to ground your energy, which is very important, uh, connecting with the earth, right? Learning how to shield your energy. Many people who are very empathic feel overwhelmed or overloaded with other people's information. So you need some kind of energetic shielding and a number of things. And one of my favorite audios, and, and it's in the book as well, is that guided uh, meditation to learn how to speak and listen to your own body. It's called Your Body's Wisdom. And it's on the website. Anyone can practice with it. And, you know, the reason I ask you that question is because we're talking about something that a majority of people think they don't have what it takes to do. Correct. Yes. I mean, it's we make that evaluation. We're like, no, those people are special. Yes. No. It's a myth. It's an absolute myth. Everybody has Thank intuition. You. It's hardwired into us. Uh, when we're children, um, you know, children come in with all of these different skill sets, right? Some kids are really good at sports. Some kids are good at math. Some are good at art. Most kids are good at intuition of some kind, but it gets programmed out of us, so to speak. It gets, we're told not to do that. We're told not to use our intuition. And many people uh, watching your show or listening would really relate to that. Uh, and luckily I wasn't, you know, in my house, um, it wasn't talked about but it wasn't discouraged so and we don't have a society yeah. that understands this right so where do we learn it how do we develop it well it can be developed absolutely I've taught skeptics <laughs> I've taught people who say I don't have an intuitive bone in my body but when you learn how to access this and develop it you'll find that it you know you can find that it can be developed oh I will tell you not only okay my best friend Linda for like so long since I was like not even 20. Um, and the producer, that will be her telling you like that. However, if you hear what she says and hear the way she says it, I don't think we should go there tonight. Or, I mean, she lives her life by this, like this, but she will be the first to tell you there is no way. But she knows, she knows. And I have to tell you, because both of us were there when her brother went in the hospital. See, if we, if us two were not there when her brother went into the hospital about, I don't know, a couple of years ago, really, he wouldn't be with us now because both of us fought tooth and nail, finally convinced one of the nurses to do a test that the doctor said, no way. He doesn't, that's not what's going on with him, right? You got three people in a room of about 10. 
that just know there's something else. Just run the blood work, right? We didn't have the science background, but the nurse did. And the fact that she ran that blood work until the doctor came back saved her brother's life. He had, um, he had in the state of New Jersey, where they claimed that they haven't had a case of this ever until I brought up the map. Hmm. I brought up the map on my phone. He had Babesia 98% of his blood. Hmm. You know, that's such a powerful story. And the world is full of those stories. Exactly. And, and the anecdotal evidence is massive. And now it's time for um, conventional medicine and Western medicine doctors to pay attention. It's time for the educators to pay attention uh, because this has the power to save lives, just yeah. as you say. And uh, that's what, that's really the, if you asked about a cornerstone, that's the cornerstone of the work is that this work has this ability uh, used correctly and ethically. And um, that's what keeps me going. You know, that's my perspective as well. Yeah. And that's why it was so great to have you here. Um, I thank, I can't thank you enough. I just want to say again, uh, please tell people how they can get copies of the book, how they can buy their copy, but also tell them again, how they can connect with you through your website and social media. Absolutely. Well, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on LinkedIn, and the company is The Practical Path at thepracticalpath.com. Uh, and the book is called Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. And I really appreciate uh, your enthusiasm and understanding of this uh, field, Dr. Pat. It's, it's very gratifying to speak with you about this. Because ultimately what we're talking about is we all have the same goal in mind. Do no harm and save lives, right? That's right. That's and maybe right. we come at it differently, but the best we can do for those of us that are not in the medical field are to share our stories. And maybe Absolutely. if they do and follow the path that you're laying out is not just share your story, but learn. Mm -hmm. That's how we will make this change. Yes. That's how we will do it. That's what Louise Hay did. That's how we will do it personal message, what would you like to leave us with today? Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're interested in cultivating your intuition, uh, there are definitely resources on the website. But people ask me what's a good takeaway. And my feeling here is, if you don't have a meditation practice, please consider it. And there's many, many kinds of meditation, you can try all kinds of different things. That is one of the most important um, skill sets for cultivating and developing that intuitive connection between your mind, your body and your spirit. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. And let's just add on to that. It used to be that if you didn't do it a certain way, you weren't doing it. And boy, that's another myth, isn't it? It certainly is. Even just putting your feet in the grass and sitting under a beautiful tree and enjoying nature, that is a kind of meditation. That is a connective uh, process, connecting mind, body, and spirit. And I absolutely, anything you can do to uh, connect like that is of value. I love it. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for writing a book that is speaking to the masses, that's speaking to many people that feel that they have no sense of empowerment in what happens in health and well-being. Thank you for all of that. 
Thank you so, so much. All right. The book is fabulous. There's lots more in the book that we didn't get into the nitty gritty, but, and there's also a ton of references. That's what I loved about this. It's like Wendy talks about something, then she like lists the people. For those of you out there, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. You know, both of us understand what it must feel like myself from personal experience. Take that hope and add action to it. 